Hey guys. What's up, Trav? Hey, I had a uh, a little humorous mishap that I thought I would uh, share with you. Uh-huh. Tell us all about it. I accidentally hit myself in the jubblies with a pork chop. <laughs> of course you did. We said we were going to talk about pig skin, Travis. There's not pig a there's skin. not an elaborate joke. That wasn't a setup. I just uh, I hit myself in the privates with a pork chop and it hurt. Pig skin. Hey, you know what that music means? What's that? It's mean? time for the Piedmont Pick'em Show. Hey, we're back. After the longest layoff in the history of podcasts. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Brought about by anger and several other things. <laughs> Not <laughs> us. We were perfectly pleasant. I'm, I'm in favor of our new once every four years format. <laughs> Give us time to prepare Cracker Jack openings. <laughs> it really lets it breathe. We can really explore the studio space with what we're trying to do. With the pork chop. With the pork chop. I promise next week we'll have a better dog pound hop because I'll learn how to loop it. Um, or you can. It's going to play whatever's next. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be. I so. think it's some kind of the back to the future. So. Probably. Which Something is kind of like, like this. <laughs> hey, welcome in. You're listening to the Piedmont Pick'em Show on the Crackhead with Power Tools radio network. Should we, should we be on or sponsored by Steel or somebody should, like yeah, that? Absolutely. Something. <laughs> why, can't, why can't Tire be Tire and Tower be something else? Um... Anyhow, for those of you who don't know what we're going to do, um, we're going to make terrible jokes and, and sit around and uh, talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to pick some football games, and we're going to get out of here. We're not going to monopolize your time like we used to in days gone by. Used to, still do through group text. <laughs> still do through group text. That is, that is a fact. That is a fact. You know what football season means, Jeff, for us? What's that? Soon Travis will be sending very, very angry. That's true. He will have the anger. I'm glad it starts out with a high-stakes game. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Two weeks, baby. Two Cle- weeks. Clemson, Georgia. Boy, that'll keep Travis calm. Yeah, he'll be he'll be right calm. Anyway, we're going to pick a few games. He's James McBee. I am Jed Blackwell. And joining us on the phone, a man whose favorite uh, professional football team is considering changing his names to the Hogs, and he's delighted to hear that because that would make them Tom Wopat endorsed. <laughs> My good friend and a great all-around American, he's Travis Jenkins. Take it away, Travis. Well, thank you very much, Jed, but you'll have to take that Hogs comment with a grain of salt because Jed thinks that a screen pass is what he does when he hands his wife the pipe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, real quick, buddy, give it back. <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm glad we could inject drug humor. Into, uh, okay, so I was going to say, let's see. Just, just to cover program. all our bases here for a uh, long time, uh, my Pick'em Show listeners, we've made the inappropriate jokes, mm-hmm. we've had uh, shoddy production work, made a joke that nobody, Jed and I got, and then had uh, a hot, really inappropriate drug reference. I mean, I, I, it feels like nothing has changed in four years. I mean, so, uh, you should, if, if you could write a blog that uh, infuriates management and renders us no longer able to do the program, that'd be great. I'd appreciate that. Boo, 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 You're listening to Brian Harry, the sports animal on the scrum 1320. At this point, management is I don't know. Cooper. He's walking around playing with his dogs. I think Chad's over there with him. Chad's the name of my dog's Scooby-Doo toy. That's a long story. We'll he, get uh, that later. Okay. 
Coop does not seem very thrilled. He's already made his way to the window to look in. Right. He's looking out. He's trying to see what's going on. Jamie's throwing the spider back and forth. Yeah. As you can yeah, tell. This is, a, this is really cool, though. Uh, is he throwing his hat yet? Jen James are in uh, Jed's uh, living room, I guess. Yep. Uh, I'm calling in on the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. It's it's kind of like Zoom, but with uh, more booty dancing. <laughs> Make you feel like you're at the prom. I want uh, to take me take me back to the Chester High prom. Travis is calling in on the insert sponsor here. Right. Your name Telephone. here hotline. The your name here hotline. Good people will just be falling over themselves to do that. I, was, I can't, can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want to write us a check after listening to the first five minutes of this. <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar, or if you're listening again for the first time in, in years, and who's not, because let's face it, we haven't done this in very long, um, what we do is we will pick some football games. We'll discuss uh, a little bit of last week's action, what we expect to see this week. We'll make a pick or a prediction or two, and uh, we're just going to hit the highlights because there's a bunch of games in the – Upstate area. I wasn't going to say Tri County, but there's a, there's a bunch of games in the upstate area, um, bunch of big matchups this week. So we're just going to discuss a few of them because, frankly, we like to talk about football, and a few of you have told us you like hearing us do it. So we'll see whether or not that's true. You you better listen then, because we got together to do it. <laughs> right, right. We've taken time out of our very busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 I totally spent a lot of time preparing. Well, here's one that you won't have to prepare for um, because it, it's huge, and uh, we, we're going to jump right into picking a couple of these games. Burns will visit Chapman. It's a matchup of a the, the sixth-ranked team in the 5A ranks taking on the number two-ranked 3A team in this week's statewide media poll. And you better take them ranking serious because we <laughs> right, had something to right, do with them. Right, because, boy, <laughs> I know we take them seriously. <laughs> we at least, the three of us, in looking at our ballots, the three of us at least know who is in what classification. Or who actually won and, and lost last week. who won and lost last week. Right. We, we do change our ballots on a weekly basis. We don't just send the same one every week. So help me God, I want to send Travis a 1A poll with oh, the same uh, one for the whole in, year. In, oh, uh, Indian land ain't in 1A no more. I ain't kept up with it. And, you, bit, I'm and sorry. you would be amazed, the people that read these polls that have my cell phone number and who reach out, I rate. I can't believe they got Dude, you've got to take with a grain of salt who's doing these rankings. Please, if you read down at the bottom, it tells you yeah, everybody who voted in it. Call them. We're a bunch of dummies. What's wrong with you? Anyway. Uh, Burns is a Chapman, and this is – it would have been a really, really attractive game on the schedule last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Chapman was a little bit better defensively. Um, you know, they, in fairness, they haven't played yet, but you don't replace the entire – you don't Defense. replace a, an all-state player at all three levels. you mm-hmm. got Gabe Watson on the line who's missing. You've got Cam Gray from the linebacking core that's missing and Andrew Colasurdo at safety who's missing. They're just not there. You don't get better when you lose those three guys. But on that on that aspect, Burns better be able to score every time. Oh, going to have to. Because Chapman, yeah, gonna have they to. did return 11 on the offense. Yeah, and Drew, Settle, on offense. Drew Settle's got those three stud wide receivers in Watt Waddell and D.J. Black and Tim McClurkin. There are five guys on the offensive line. I'm doing a little work for prep red zone, and, and we've got all five of the offensive linemen ranked um, in, in the class of, of 2022. They're just – 
Chapman's loaded offensively, and they can sling it all over the place. And after I'm telling you that, I'm telling you that Burns uh, threw for five touchdowns with Gabe Rogers last week against a pretty good Greer defense. You know, I think that's the score that surprised me the most. Yeah. Yeah. I really kind of thought Greer would have something at least to well, keep up. Let's be honest. Burns didn't hit on much offensively last year. Well, they never put it oh, together. Was, there was one local score that surprised me a little more. but Yeah, me too. And we're getting we're coming to that one. Um, Burns never put it together much on, on offense last year. And mm. last week, ah, they just looked really good. Talked to Gabe Rogers a little bit, and he really, really appreciates having a full summer and getting to work during the summer. Um, it's helped him a lot. So, I, I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Well, if I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. But I, I, I think at the end of the day, Burns might just have a little, just a little too much. Well, for up front, you got Eli Henderson and Dakota Canonis, and any time you've got big, talented offensive linemen who don't also have to play defense, you're at an advantage. Any time you've got a guy like Henderson who's committed to Arkansas, that's an advantage, especially when you're playing against a defensive line who lost his leader last year. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think Burns can probably wear them down. But I will say this. If if, if, if we come up Friday night and I see that the score of this game is 58-52, to 52, I'm not going to be no, shocked me either. Me either. And I, I won't be shocked whichever way it goes. But I am probably inclined – yeah, to take Burns. Yeah, I'm have to go there too. I would think so. Yeah. Um, the one that James and I will both be at, Boiling Springs, is at Dorman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Travis, you alluded to the the score that surprised you the most. I'm guessing this is it. Last week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Clover. Dorman, Dorman, Clover. Cl- sure. Clover twenty, Dorman seven, and the Cavaliers did next to nothing offensively. Um, I think that's what shocked me the most. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Was that a product of at Clover actually playing a little defense, or did Dorman just have a rough night? Or? From the folks I've talked to who were there, because I was at Spartanburg-Gaffney, um, from the to- folks I talked to who were there, it was a matter of Dorman platooning at quarterback and not doing a great job of disguising what was going to happen when each quarterback was in the game. Uh. Um, you got one guy in, Clover drops into coverage. You got another guy in there able to stack the box. And... Some folks told me that Dorman kind of got pushed around a little bit. Yeah. It might have been kind of – Yeah. It really is, especially when you've got the kid with the talent level they've got up front. I mean, they've got a a four-star guy on the offensive line in Mark Anderson. And when I think Clover, I don't, uh, at least of recent vintage, think of, you know, defensive stalwarts. No, 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 no. And and honestly, um, going back a little ways – when you think Brian Lane coached teams, you think the the premium will be on offense, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the reason behind that one was. I, I don't know if it'll get fixed this week. Um, well, I, th- I don't think any of us know anything until no, I'm with you. we play a second week. Well, and you kind of get an idea of maybe where some other teams are at. And what and and what you we might not know anything after these two teams no, play this week because. Not. You've got two brand new coordinators, yeah, coming in against a Dave Gutshaw team coach team with something to prove, yeah, sure do. So if it swings violently in the other direction, it still might not mean anything mm-hmm. because Bowling Springs might not be used to the system yet. That's that's true. They didn't and play last week. 
you really don't know what to expect going into this one. And I know Boyle Springs has uh, has a, is a, going to be really young this year, but in some scrimmages, this they've, they've surprised me. They've looked a lot better than I was expecting yeah. coming into the season. Yeah, I think Travis is pouring well, tea. Yeah, Travis, what you up to, Bo? Yeah, making tea. Okay. Um, Boyle Springs lost a ton defensively. Obviously, four with Division the, One players, right? But they've got Malik Harper at, at mm-hmm. linebacker. He is he is going to have to lead the way, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, they got they they've got a lot of um, young, talented kids in the, in the on the defense side of the ball. Uh, they're going to have Brent Fowler. He moved from eight back over to uh, middle linebacker this year. Right. Uh, so that brings a little bit more Friday night experience there on that side of the ball. Okay. I think really we're both spring. Hey, uh, hey, hey, guys! You want to hear me bust up some ice? I think we're good, actually. Are you in an ice house? Oh god! <laughs> Electric blue. But uh, Bull Springs got a lot of good young running backs. I think that that should be that should be their bread and butter this year. I what, what are they doing offensively? Um, I think they're going to be a. Uh, they got three very quality running backs, yeah. but they're going to be out of a spread. Okay. So I think, but they got just as much as they have that. They have a, a young guy that's I think going to be the starting quarterback, Kyron Hines, who can throw the ball. He can throw the ball deep. He's got a strong arm. What year is he? He's a junior. This will be the first time in a while that Bowling Springs will be able able to return a quarterback if he if he sticks with it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, J- Jalen Dodd okay. that was two year starter, but. But um, he'll be he'll be uh, the thing that uh, Coach Tate told me before the season. They have they have a bunch of running backs who are either junior or below. Right. So, <laughs> Travis, what are you doing, dude? I'm um, I'm captaining a barge through the Arctic. <laughs> It's something that obviously couldn't wait until yeah, this is a very start. important <laughs> podcast. I, uh, I found it funny that uh, that James Amandigo said, well, you know, they've got three quality running backs, so they're running the spring. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I know. It, it doesn't, You'll good. have that. When I, when I say it like that, yeah. You will have that, sir. I mean, Walford has three quality running backs. They run out of the spread. Well, I, I, I find that, that the sentence you just said offensive, largely. Yeah, but me um, too. Yeah, me too. Um, because I'm completely distracted and this is going nowhere, I'm picking Dorman. <laughs> well, we had that quick interruption. Sorry about that, folks. We management didn't like that people were walking on his side of the street. I uh, he uh, he really gave me down the road about the whole barge comment. Yeah. Um, that was read me the riot act on that one. Travis, why is it always you to get some trouble with management? I'm not sure. But yeah, we were talking about Bowling Springs Dorman, and um, I'm going to take. Uh, you know, this hurts my heart. But you know what? First week of the season, I'm going to take my Bulldogs anyway. I am shocked. I know you're shocked. I'm shocked and amazed. What, what was shocking amazed me would, would for Dorman to start a year over two. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm stunned that BS Johnny has picked Bowling Springs. Yeah, I know. And, I, and and whatever problem they had last week, I kind of feel like if there's an offensive problem that Dorman will iron it out. Right. 
you think if there's a problem, yo, they'll solve it? Yo, they will solve it. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Try, Jamie's pointing. Yeah, I was gonna say I can. Line. If you, I was just looking to see where we were on the list. Yeah, I, I hate I hate doing this, but okay. Here, um, hand it to me. I'll do the list. You can't read my writing and see what I've got scratched out. Right. Uh, to turn serious for a second, Dutch Fork is scheduled to play Gaffney on yeah. Friday. It will be if it comes off the one of the biggest most anticipated even though it was anticipated for a very short time um regular season matchups in quite a while yeah um i have not heard that it's in doubt but i'm also not a dummy yeah um it is in doubt uh if you haven't heard yet jack and i can't i'm, I'm having trouble trouble with his last name yeah. but i think it's out Al- jack alcatib is what it looks like um, offensive lineman for Dutch Fork uh, tragically uh, collapsed and died after mm. practice yesterday. That's um, it was hot in the Midlands yesterday. Dutch Fork moved their practice back to 7 o'clock to combat some of the heat stress. I don't know what happened. I haven't heard anything that happened. I haven't seen any reports. I just know that the young man tragically passed away. Um, right now, that game is still on. Mm. I don't know. I won't be surprised one way or the other. I won't be surprised if they call it. I won't be surprised if, if they leave it up to the kids and the kids want to play it. Um, yeah. I, what? This is one of those things. Whatever. If Gaffney is willing and able, whatever Dutch Fork feels like Dutch Fork needs to do is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Just honestly. Definitely. It's it's one of them games that when I when I heard it, I just went, wow. This is this this is this is one of those matchups we've talked about for years in a regular season game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and the thing is, we've only had a week to talk about it yeah. because it happened so yeah. fast. Yeah, because they got scheduled so quickly. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know. but obviously under the circumstances, if they end up not playing, that, that's understandable. Oh, yeah, or, if they want, or if they want to play in the memory of the young right. man or they, because they feel like that's what he wanted to do, then that's what they should do. You know? Like you said, they just, it should be completely up to Dutch four in, in this yeah. instance. Um I, I can't even imagine. Unfortunately, I can't imagine because I actually saw what happened one time before. Right. It's, myself, but um, it's just an awful situation. Um, yeah. As for the nuts and bolts of the game, I saw Gaffney last week. They looked really good running the ball. Uh, Tyler Smith and Ken Littlejohn had 120-ish each. Um, Grayson Loftus showed a couple of times why he's going to be a stud. Why he's got all the attention he's getting. Yeah. The George Alpha. The Georgia Alpha before the tour pass. And and Lord, Lord, Dutch Fort work rims. Oh, they certainly did. Yeah, oh, yeah. They certainly did. They rushed for almost 500 yards. You, they rushed for what? I'm almost, sorry? Almost 500 yards. No, you're just making things up. <laughs> 400 we, and some odd. You, don't, you know what's crazy about that? We had a conversation last week <laughs> yeah. about that game and said – Boy, Ren can score with anybody. Yeah, not Dutch for it. Not Dutch for it, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard to score when the other team's got it and running it for yeah. 500 yards. That's what, Good I, grief. I, I, I was more shocked about Ren only scoring eight points yeah. in that game than I was anything. Um, yeah. Ren's going to walk funny for a while after that one. Yeah, that's, somebody, some, somebody rams it down your throat for 500 on the ground. I don't – because yeah. I, see, I see 70, I'm like – Geez, I bet their quarterback threw for like 500 yards. Mm-hmm. They ran for no. 500. Well, and, and when that happens, you, your confidence in being able to defend the run suddenly and, and rightly evaporates. Right. So, so 
it might be a, a tough couple of weeks. Um, I, having the luxury of seeing, seeing Gaffney play Spartanburg, uh, the score was a little bit misleading. When Spartanburg mm-hmm. scored to make it um, 17 to 12, mm-hmm. Gaffney, it should have been 20 to 17 Spartanburg. Uh, Gaffney had blocked two kicks from the same spot and an extra point from the same spot. Mm-hmm. And then Spartanburg was forced to go for two, didn't get it. That left them with 12. Yeah. Easily could have, should have been 20 because they weren't long field goals that were blocked. They were, they were for a kid like John Love, who's Spartanburg's kicker, they were easily makeable. Yeah. They, Gaffney just got pressure from the same spot all three times, and, and it really turned the game. And then Gaffney rips off a couple of long runs late, and there's the difference. Um, if I'm picking this one under the best of circumstances, it it's Dutch Fork. Mm-hmm. They they've won. They haven't won. They've not been beaten in 51 games. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to against Dutch Fork in that one just because of the the history yeah. they have. Gaffney is very good, and when the stakes are higher and the chips are down, if this one happens a little later in the year, as some points are, some folks are pointing toward, hey, this could be kind of a preview. If this happens down the road, I might not be so sold on it because I'll know more about both teams and we can see. But if I'm if I'm picking by what my eyes saw the other night, it, it's going to be Dutch for it. To me, it's, there's it's the I don't the, the the one factor I always throw in there is playing at the reservation. Right. And 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 if they were at the reservation, I would agree with yeah, you. But they're not. They're at a place named the reservation. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, the only thing I'm going to differ with you on, Jed, is that I, if it was later in the year, I still don't think it would make any difference. Yeah, okay. I just don't. Somebody, somebody's going to have to beat Dutch for for me to believe anybody can beat them at this yeah. point. And that's a very they've taken point. on They've taken on an early 2000s Burns kind of feel where every, every game feels like a foregone conclusion before it even starts. Yeah, you're, you're right. Somebody, somebody's going to have to – I'm going to try it. Somebody's going to have to beat them before you can legitimately pick against them. Right. right. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Because I know we're a little bit limited, I'll run through this next couple. Spartanburg is going to be at Malden. Um, I mentioned Spartanburg dropped a decision to Gaffney last week. Malden was idle and will come in with one of the best secondaries in the in the state. Mm-hmm. And, and Jaden Lucas. Um, Clemson commit. Yeah, Clemson commit Jaden Lucas and North Carolina commit Randy Caldwell, Deuce Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a no-fly zone <laughs> back there at Malden. Um, and both of those guys are kind of physical, too. They don't, yeah. they don't shy away from, from the physical part of the game. I hope that Raheem Jeter is back for Spartanburg. I really want to see him work against two guys of that caliber. Yeah. Um, Spartanburg looked good in spots last week. Uh, Drake Carter rushed for 150 yards couple of touchdowns he scored on a neat little option pitch that he took off from about the three and dove in and then he just he put together one of the best high school runs i've seen in a minute yeah. um 41 yards he reversed it was a busted play he reversed field came all the way back across broke a tackle split the safeties outran everybody to the end zone broke another tackle at the two not the guy over. yeah wow um it was it was a heck of a run so Spartanburg's going to do some good things offensively. I think this is going to be a heck of a ball game. I, I look at it going into this game, just having Mark Hodge as the head coach of yeah. Spartanburg. A lot of times I take into who's coaching these things, like I do with Dave Gutshaw a lot of right. times. And Mark Hodge is one of those guys that I go, he's going to have his team ready to play, even yeah. coming off a loss like that. I, I think 
I think Jeter would have would have Garrett Fulmer played great last week. He managed the game. He didn't put Spartanburg in a bad position. He threw a couple of interceptions, but he threw them late when they were pressing mm. and having to. Like, like I said, it was seventeen twelve and should have been twenty to seventeen the other way. Yeah. Um, he played well enough for Spartanburg to win for the better part of three and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, I think Jeter might have made it a little bit different story last week. I know that there was one little touchdown pass that would have been, I think would have been there. Fulmer tried to thread the needle, the check down to Carter. Carter was standing there by himself. Yeah. Um, if Jeter's back, I want Spartanburg in this one, and I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I do too. Trav? Yeah, I'd kind, of, I'd kind of go with what you guys think on that, Spartanburg. Um, here's a neat one. Woodruff will be stepping up two classes and traveling to Hillcrest. Hmm. Woodruff looked great the other night. Carson Tucker threw for four touchdowns, three of them to Matthias Dial, who had six catches for 175 yards and three scores. Jeez. Sounds that's like fair. a pretty good game. Yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, an all right, right game. It ain't Blue Ridge game, but <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the old timers in Woodruff sit around and talk about when they throw for four touchdowns? I'm, I imagine uh, some. I imagine somebody told somebody down in Woodruff. Yeah, he went from 175 on the ground. Nah, right. That's a good rushing night. No, 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 no through there. He, he threw it. What do you mean, what's a four pass? <laughs> <laughs> that, they have been airing it out down there for a while. And Carson Tucker, is, he's legit. Mm-hmm. He is a, a good little quarterback. Um, did nothing but impress last year. Lost his main target. And I, I worried about whether he was going to be able to find somebody to pick up that slack. Looks like he found it. Yeah. Um, Hillcrest played pretty well. Um, lost to, you know, lost to a good. What I think is going to be a good Greenwood team. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, I'm I'm one of those ones. I just I can't believe in Hillcrest until Hillcrest gets me to believe. And and you know we preached a few minutes ago about five A being able to lean on smaller divisions when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. But you know. When you're dealing with Hillcrest and Woodruff, it might be a case where that's not so. Yeah. So, uh, give me the Wolverines in this one. Yep, same here. Yeah, there there are definitely exceptions to that, though. Yeah, there are. There certainly yeah. are. Because there ain't nobody really wanting to step up against Dylan too many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Panthers did. <clears throat> well, I'm talking to the Manchester. Yeah, Chester sure did. Hey, that makes two of us that got it done when we got the big stage. Jamie? Yeah. Hello? Hey, hey, so what's new with your guys? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, staying I'm, very, I'm, I'm very interested to uh, see how this one comes out with uh, Woodruff, though, because they will be playing my beloved Cyclones a little later in the season. Yes, they will. A, as of right now. Right. And, boy, that would be a, that's going to be a fun game, right, too. Until everybody moves their region games up. Can we talk until, about until, until Chester's region budgets to move up next week, which they probably will. Can we but, talk about that for a second? Let's talk about that for a second. Right. It might the, in theoretic, theoretically, that's a really fun game to think about. Yeah, it is. It is. It makes sense to move region games to the front. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the arguments to the contrary. Well, you let this thing run its course. Okay, well, it's been 18, big 20 months here. Yeah. <laughs> here right shortly. Hadn't run its course yet, and you're not doing anything to help it run its course, so let's just play region games as quick as we can play them. Just put them on the schedule. Put them on the schedule. And then when you get done with region play, if you got 
healthy guys and more dates, then go find somebody. Well, my, then, then my, you can go find somebody. My thought process on it was this: you play an opening week game, then we play because it gives you a chance to get get everything in, and, and it's not be a crucial game. You play one game opening week, then you play your region schedule. Then, if you have anything left, you play your normal uh, out of region yeah. stuff. When's opening week? Because I'm gonna pick on your guy. I'm gonna pick on yeah, your no, guys no, no. now. I Y'all never play a week zero game. I agree with you. So there's no such thing as an opening week. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's make what everybody I, make everybody play one. That's week. what a high school league I, I would, needs to I, step up. I, I would. A lot of people are moving. I think every region in one A is already voted. I think that's right. In fact, because that that's why region two, which has a couple of teams that I cover, Louisville and Great Falls, they, the reason they move that they voted to move up last week is because every other one A region already had. Yeah. So if they wanted to be able to line up any games with anybody, they all of them lost a lot of their early non-region games because of that. And so if they could reschedule and kind of pair up with other 1A regions to arrange late-season games, if they're able to do so, they just went ahead and they moved up too. I do like it far better than last year when we came right out of the box with region. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I really didn't. I, I hate the stakes because – because that's where it matters. Right. Region's what matters. The other games are, are, are fun. They're for preparation. But, but they really don't count for anything. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. So the region's what matters. So when you've got to play those right out of the box, knowing for a lot of teams, it's going to take you a week, especially if you've got new coaches, new coordinators, you've turned over a lot of starters. There's going to be a lot of week zero, week one sloppiness anyway. And you're having to fight through that in the games that really matter. At least this year, we, we're at least getting a couple of games. Teams are getting a few games under their belt. See, and I'll be honest with you, that's another thing we need. And, I, and like Jess said, my team's one of the biggest cul- culprits of this as well. But the high school league needs to say, all right, week zero is when you start playing your season, or week one, or we're just going to rename it week one. But right. m- make it a st- this is when the season starts right here, not this. Well, you can put it at start, and it can be your bye week to start, or however. Just make it a drop dead date of this is when we start seasons. Not, oh well, you know, you can have a, your bye week in week ten or week eleven or however. Just let's play. Let's just play the season. Let's get it going. Um, we don't often get to break news. Uh, we broke news one time, I think, long time ago. Um, oh, the infamous Dabo yeah, episode. The infamous eh? episode. The infamous episode. Um, but we're breaking some today here on a podcast. And, uh, this will be old news by the time you hear it, but I, I would like to let everybody know since we talked about it. Um, from the Gaffney Football History Twitter account, out of abundance of respect to the Dutch Fork High School community and the DFHS football team, Friday's game between the Indians and Silver Foxes has been canceled. Our prayers are with Dutch Fork in the days and weeks ahead. May you find healing in these difficult times. So... Again, whatever Dutch Fort needs to do is, is what that's Dutch Fort needs to do. It's very, um, yes, obviously that's what needs to happen. Yeah. No. But, like, I'll give you an example. Last year, so one of the teams I cover, Great Falls, hired a new coach. His hiring was delayed for two months because the, at the time the Chester County School Board couldn't meet. Right. You're, you're, talking about, you're talking about last April when we're at the height of – or when it's really starting to explode and – Nobody understood exactly what was going on, so they didn't meet for two months. So they told him he had the job, but they couldn't actually hire him for two months. So once they do, he comes up to the school, and all he can do is conditioning. That's all, as you, you guys remember, mm-hmm. all summer. 
very limited conditioning work was the only thing that you could do. His team got to touch a football 10 days before their first game. This is a new coach, new coordinators. His first, he's at a new school. He, he wasn't somebody that got promoted from within or whatever. So you, he basically had 10 days to install an offense and a defense and then had to play region games that's, to that's open in, the season. That's insane. Mm. Yeah, and, and so at, at least the way we've done it this season, I, I totally understand moving the games up because, again, those are the ones that matter. you got to get those in, and you also need time to make up games possibly. Uh, after the fact, but at least everybody's getting a couple in this year before yeah. you have to play the ones that actually matter. Yeah, but now, some, now sometimes you're driving from Green Sea to Blacksburg. Right, yes. true. And you know, and how, does, how does one get from there to there, uh, Jed? I'm, I'm, I'm if I'm guessing, it's uh, nine to ninety-five to twenty to twenty-six. 285 if I'm guessing could you could you give me the southern version of those directions <laughs> you make a left out of high school and you ride up here to Dillon and you make a left on 501 and you ride it till you get 95 and you keep on getting 95 till you get down to Florence get to 20 and you take 20 all the way to Columbia 26 you take 2685 in Spartanburg and you jump off at uh it's at five, up right at the North Carolina line. But Honestly, what they'll probably do is find the quickest way to Charlotte and yeah. take seventy, take uh, eighty-five back miles. down to Blacksburg. That would make more sense. I wouldn't go up eighty-five right through there. You could right cut now. out nine. <laughs> you want the southern version? You said cut yeah. out nine and get to Monroe, North Carolina, and then find eighty-five from there. Nine to Monroe. I did that one night leaving Chesterfield. I went to Monroe instead of coming all the way back through the country. You know, I'll, I'll come. I'll it's come not easy. It's not easy to find a frosty that direction, though. No, I'm gonna guess there's not. <laughs> way difficult. That's about like. Yeah, find somewhere. Trying to find a, right. Try, well, trying to Travis, don't make me have to edit Travis's this. Phone's breaking up a little bit. Sounds oh like. yeah, sorry, my phone broke up a little bit there. Yeah. It's almost impossible to find a frozen, frozen chocolate dairy concoction on a ride back through the country. <clears throat> oh God! Since we're talking about that one, let's jump to that one. Mm-hmm. Green Sea Floyd's at Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about Green Sea Floyd's other than it is in Horry County at the last place before nine two lanes and comes back toward the beach. And it was the first place that I covered a ball game and drew a paycheck to do it. If only we had a 1A expert that could right. talk about. And I do know that they've made their feelings about Loris abundantly clear. <laughs> they have. Lord, all you got to do is go to Sugar Bears and go right. to that map install. Right. Um, I do know that. It is, it, is, it, is, it is spelled out not in John Deere Green, but it right. looked like Black Sharpie. Right. <laughs> Someone's right. feelings about Loris. They right. detest Loris. Having actually driven to Green Sea and done a story on them, couple of years ago when they kind of came out of nowhere in one state they hate Lawrence. they do they don't like them it's a rivalry now it is <coughs> it is i do know this about the game blacksburg is in his second year under jet turner mm-hmm. um if you look back at his career there has been a measurable step up between year one and year two yeah. in that double wing offense and i think that 
simply by virtue of not having to be on the bus for 27 hours. Mm-hmm. That, that's think, a, that, first of all, that's, that's, a, that's a real thing you have to consider when right. you're talking. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad enough if you're like, well, man, we got to go to such and such. It's an hour away. How, I mean, legitimately, how, how, on a bus, how long a bus ride are we talking about? Four and a half hours? At minimum. On a bus, minimum. Maybe six. And the thing is, you know, Green Sea, the last couple of years, has kind of come out of nowhere. Um, they won, I think, a couple of state, two state championships. Yeah. Um, and I believe that was the first time that they had won a playoff game since, or they maybe won one playoff game since the 1980s. I think that's when now Ch- yeah. when now Chester coach Victor Floyd was one of their starting linebackers. By the way, yeah, I think that's true. Um, but but you know, last year they kind of unexpectedly fell off, which was odd because they at the time had one of, in my opinion, they had the state's best running back on their team in Jaquan Dixon. Yeah. And he's a guy that other coaches, and I mean from from higher classifications, pointed at and, and, and would say like, no, that, that's a dude right there, mm-hmm. that Dixon kid. But he's graduated. The quarterback who was named very much like he should have been driving like the you know, Jimmy Jack's convenience store, deer cooler, and haberdashery Ford at the local dirt track, Bubba somebody. Is it Bubba Miller? Bubba <laughs> I can't remember. Just go with they Bubba. They had a really good quarterback named Bubba, who, who, who's, whose last name legit made him sound like a dirt track driver. Did he shoot <laughs> the jukebox last night? He may have. Heard it play a sad song the way he cry. Th- he's going to thank you to not bring up the, the jukebox so, incident. You're so disappointing. Oh, you're disappointing. But but he's got. So, but my point is, if you've lost your stud quarterback and your stud running back, and with them last year under a new coach, you weren't great anyway, and you're going to be on a bus for five hours. I, that that sounds like. Oh, and then you're going to have to face Jet Turner's offense. <laughs> right. Who's which, which, which you almost can't prepare for in practice. Right. Roll off, we're going to need you to roll off of a six-hour bus ride and be mentally sharp. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Huh. Have fun with it. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. That, that, that seems like a Blacksburg win to me. But you know what? Big time kudos to Green Sea for saying, like, okay, here we'll yeah, sure. yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll get on the bus and come up there. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um. Christchurch will be at Landrum, staying in that region. Uh, be the Cardinals' first action this year. They missed last week. Uh, just hadn't had time to practice. Yeah. Um, so they, out of an abundance of caution, scratched the game with Buford. Um, these teams don't like one another. They used to inhabit the same region. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't anymore. Christchurch is, is down. But Travis is a big fan of Christchurch. He is. Travis is besties. <laughs> And it is a, I, I say, and it is a, it is a mutual admiration society, friends. <laughs> that love flows in both. <laughs> Landrum is um, adjusting. You're to from, no, you're the guy from Chester, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Landrum's adjusting to a new offense. They're going to run a true double wing this year. Um, it makes sense in the region that they're in. Most everybody yeah. else does it. Get in something, and why that you have to look at every week. Um, don't Everybody in that region runs a double wing? No. Uh, Chesney runs the flex bone. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. St. Joe's, I think, runs a power eye. 
But Black, all, they're all in that similar. Blacksburg win, runs a double. Landrum runs a double now. Yeah, it, it's very similar. I don't know what Legion does besides recruit. So you'll have to enlighten me there. Uh, what they do now is play private schools in North Carolina. Oh, okay. All right. Well, and that's what that's what they do. Yeah, uh, I don't know what their scheme is other than how to get this kid to leave his school and come to ours. Right. I don't know what their other schemes are. <laughs> can y'all tell that's, that? That's their best. Can y'all tell that I'm a little bit unshackled in this new development? I can. I, I can. Okay. I can. All right. Um, so I'm not certain what that, Legion, ha, that, that has shown itself. I'm not certain what Legion does besides cheat. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Offer scholarships, right? Right. Um, but besides any, go to class. To go, besides go to class for three hours, right? Yeah. In any event, and practice the rest of the day. Go home when everybody else is starting practice. In any event, Landrum is moving to the the double wing, and it's going to take some time. Mm. I, I don't know, especially with their limited practice, because they had to knock out their last almost full two weeks of, of preseason yeah. practice. Landers just now getting up to that. Honestly, Landers just now getting up to jamboree speed. Yeah. So it's going to take them a little while. And, and, you're, cha- and you're changing up the whole offense that yeah. you've been doing for the last it, yeah. five years. It, it's a, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, I think the Cardinals will get measurably better as the year goes mm-hmm. on. But I, I think it's probably Christchurch in this. Yeah, one. probably. Travis, who do you pick? Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I would agree with you. But I want to I want to ask you something. Are we starting now to see? Because I was fascinated by what you said. Are we are we starting to have people start to wean themselves off of the spread? Yes. Yeah, we absolutely are. Because what you just explained to me sounds like one A football. Yep. But one you, of the things I like about it is that I, I I can see something. Now there are teams that run the spread, but you see single wings and wing tees and wishbones and double wings. I saw one team that runs a spread option versus a team that runs a double wing last week right. and it was glorious well here's here's what my theory is and certainly i'm no expert and, but but it's but that's it, but it's it, it, it almost everything else above 1a yeah is it coaches almost, want to get home by 10 o'clock no. <laughs> almost I, everybody has been running the spread now for quite a while I, I have i have a theory i do have a theory about this and again i'm no expert but one team can't change much Five teams can't change much. One team per region, two teams per region, mm-hmm. that's when you start to see these changes creeping in, and here's why. Anywhere below the 4A level, certainly, and some 4A schools, 5A is not as much of a problem, but you're going to have nights when you're not clicking in the spread. You're going to have nights when your quarterback and receivers are on the same page. You're going to have nights where the other guys schemed it up pretty good. And if you're playing a, a wing team or, or a double wing team or an option team, even if they're not very good at it, yeah, you got to go play defense for five or six minutes most of the time. If they go three and out, you're playing defense for about three minutes at a stretch. If they put together a first down, you're looking at six or seven yeah. sometimes. Okay, so and say God, hey, and you know what? God help you if they have a 15-play drive and score, and then you turn the ball over. Right. Yeah. Well, then, because then the game's almost over. But let's yeah. say let's say you're not clicking and they don't score, but they hold the ball for seven minutes. And then right. you come out and go three and out, and it takes 28 seconds. you got to go play defense for seven more minutes. Right. Yeah. 
I, I think there's some kind of blowback there where coaches are like, hey, let's get a handle on this and, and decide that we're going to be good at getting off the field. <laughs> well, we're, no. we're going to do something. We're going to keep our defense off the field for a little while. I've had this conversation with other people. You've seen T.L. Hanna make it to the state title game running that old school, old school offense. You think some people have looked at that and says, well, if they can do it in 5A, I think people have looked at it. I mean, before before 5A existed, Clover did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, years ago. And and that's that's a good point because he's who I was about to reference. I talked I talked at length last summer to Jeff Turner about the double wing. Wrote a story about it, about how it works, and he gave me the best quote ever about why coaches can't dabble in it, why you don't see anybody dabble in it, why you've got to have like T.L. Hannah has an insane commitment to it. Yeah. He said you can't date this thing. You got to marry it. Yeah. You got to commit to being good at it. You yeah. can't get kind of good at it and say, ah, but you know, if it's third and eight, we'll sling it around yeah. a little bit. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. now her daddy's a diesel mechanic. He better not catch you fooling around with the double <laughs> I mean, you better have a ring on come, that girl's finger, son. Might ask you to come inside. I think y'all need to come inside. Okay. All righty. Man, about third gear. <laughs> Ain't seen him no, down the road. Still, still catching rubber and right. <laughs> Anyway, you have to commit to it, and I think that's where a lot of people. Third night's scary mm-hmm. for a lot of for a lot of folks. But you know, I, I mean, I watched Blacksburg play last week, yeah. and you have. Uh, I mean, if if Jet Turner's in a fourth and two situation, well, they're going for it. Absolutely. If it, if it's fourth and probably less than four. Probably going. They're probably going for it, but and that's the thing. That's what he's talking about. To commit, you have, and you also have to be so disciplined. I saw him in his first practice at Blacksburg, and the quarterback made a good little read and faked the linebacker out, and 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 made two or three cuts and was gone. But in the situation, that's not what Coach wanted. He wanted he wanted him to play the situation. Not best case. He wanted the situation. He blew the whistle. He said, "Why was that wrong?" He said, "What'd you do?" And he told him, he said, it was the safety wasn't shading. I, I saw the cut. He said, all right. He said, regular situation, that's good. We're not in regular situation. We're in in-game situation. Yeah. He said, why was that bad? And the kid didn't have an answer. And Turner said, because I want you to get four yards and get on the ground. Yeah. I don't care if you can run the cow pants. Get four yards, get on the ground, and give me my 45 seconds. Yeah. And, and that's what it's – you have to be disciplined enough to do that yeah. when you're trying to kill a clock. Yeah. When you're trying to get to the half, mm-hmm. when you're trying to do something like that, um, it's just it's interesting to see how many people are are adjusting and, and doing that. Yeah. Um, couple out of area to, before we get to our last in area game, and just because they're interesting to us, Clinton Lawrence means more than it has in a long time. It does. Lawrence is coming off a really really tight um, loss to T.L. Hanna. They had two chances to win. That two two passes batted down that would have given them the lead. Yeah. At the end of the game, lost twenty three to seventeen. They have got just his name is escaping me right now. He's a really good player. I'm going to try to find his name right here in just a second. If I can find it, I probably can't because of who I am as a person. Hey, look at there. I'm going to find it. Jaden McGowan had two hundred seven all purpose yards. Scored a touchdown last week. Um, Clinton beat Pendleton 48-24 and rushed for 10 yards a carry. 30 for 306. So if Clinton's running that was, for 10 um, a carry. That was, A, 
you talked about the Wooder folks, you know, wondering about, yeah. the, oh, what do they think looking at somebody throwing a, right. a, a receiver having 167 yards? Right. What do you think folks in Clinton, how, I mean, how much beer do they drink on Friday night after they watch their team run for 300? Feel, feel, yeah. feel like old times. Um, Ja'Shun Copeland, Shakori Gray, Bryson James, Danny Kennard were all better than 40 yards on the ground. Copeland had 104. So nobody nobody just went crazy, but everybody was just pounding away at the, it. That's the way they want that offense. That's what they want to do. Peyton Pitts and Jalen Alexander up front do a real good job. Uh, Davis Wilson is their quarterback. and he, he his One of the Clinton assistants has told me that Davis would rather run it than throw it. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that kind of offense and that kind of quarterback, it's pretty special. They are I'm, – I'm telling you now, I think – I don't trust that Clinton assistant. Listen, Chapman, Woodruff, Broome, Union County aside, I think Clinton's your dark horse in that region. You know, actually, I we we talked about the polls earlier. I actually put Clinton in at ten yeah. because week. that's a region where they're the only one. They're yeah. the only one doing that. They're the only one that's yeah. option based. And you got one week to get ready ready for Clinton, and you better. Yeah. Um, and another one I wanted to talk about. I know and, we got well, I, and I I just wanted to say. From the time they made the hire of Corey Fountain, yeah, I knew that this. I felt like this was coming. Yeah, that, yeah, that they were they were going to get to the point that they were going to be an extremely physical team that nobody wanted to mess with. Now you know talent that, that Clinton, that, especially when you're at a small when you're at the bottom end of a classification enrollment wise, a lot of times talent ebbs and flows, and they seem to have been a little bit down lately. But whatever Corey Fountain can get out of a bunch of guys, he's going to get out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and once he gets everybody bought in and they, they actually have a little talent in a few years in the system, I kind of felt like there were going to be somebody that team, uh, other teams were, were not going to look forward to playing. Had he, uh, had he had five games of non-conference play last year, I think they would have been better in conference last year too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I honestly do. Um. Here's a fun one outside the region. I don't know that we've ever in our recorded history, and, and Travis and I have been on the airwaves in some form or fashion on and off uh, back since 2001. I don't know in our recorded history if we have ever previewed a Riverside Man game in which both were 1-0. and Probably not. I think you broke me just saying Right. That. Jamie was sitting here staring off into space, but Riverside and Man are both undefeated. I have to get my head around yeah. that fact. That yeah. One of them is going to be 2-0. Riverside waxed TR last week, and Man held off east side. The Devil Dogs. Right. So either Riverside or Man is going to be 2-0. And I'm telling you, the way it's set up right now, we don't know things that are going to change in the next three or four weeks or months or whatever. As it's set right now, if four teams make the playoffs, Riverside or Wade Hampton will make the playoffs from this 5A region over here. That, and Riverside kind of served notice the other night that it might be them. That's going to be – I'll tell you, that, that'll that be a ball game right there between them two trying right. to get – Because not only – I don't know what TR lost. I know they lost a lot because they were pretty mm. good last year. Yeah, I know they lost a lot, but – I also know that Riverside historically has problems winning even when they should win. Yeah. And handling business is a good step in the right direction. There was a 
comment made him play better balls one time. <laughs> there, certainly was. there certainly was. And in the spirit of that, I'll take Riverside. <laughs> um, I think, being that I'm not much of a host, and my last, I can, I'm trying to read through my scratches and notes and stuff. I think Chesney at Broome's my last one. Um, contrasting styles, Dylan Ramirez for Broom threw for over 300 yards last week. Um, Chesty pitched it around a little more than they usually do. They threw a long touchdown pass, but they want to run it. They're good at running it. They, they want to lean on you and shorten the game. Um, I, I'm tickled that as it stands on a, on a Wednesday evening that Broom is on some kind of regular schedule. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had such, such a tough time of it last year. They, they got beat up because of it. Um, they lost a couple that they could have won. They got blown out a couple of times because of it. Mm-hmm. It's just an insane turnaround. And Dylan Ramirez is, is a dude. Yeah. I mean, he can sling it. So I'm anxious to see. It's going to be contrasting styles. You know, it's Chesney's uh, – Lynn Fleming, who's at Broome now, was a, was a former coach at Chesney. So it's amazing how much the Chesney Broome – It really is. It, it really is. They're on that side of the county kind of by themselves. Yeah. It's, it is really strange. Um, I think – And the thing is, you know, there is, there is another variable we haven't really – we alluded to we haven't really talked about. Okay. The other thing you have to keep in mind if you see a surprising score jump out at you on Friday night, we don't know week to week who's going to be available. No, that's true. That's very good point. That's that's something I've you know I've talked talked to a couple of coaches and they're like, well, we're not going to have such and 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 such Friday. Are they okay? Yeah, yeah, but you know they're in protocol, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but that's but that that's just that that that's one thing I'm I'm going to try to to remind myself of and keep in my head every week when I see a score like oh my god how did they be? and you're like well their quarterback might not have played or well, you, you just remember that entire, when you, their entire defensive line might have been out. Well, you you just remember that when I send you the same one A poll for the next uh, seven weeks. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> and you would certainly be the first person to do that. <laughs> he certainly would. But you know, um Chessy's breaking in a new quarterback as well. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not new for them, but they always tend to be able to get it going, even breaking in new quarterbacks. And, and I know they have another Proctor coming along. I know that you're shot by that. I am. I am. That's uh that's amazing. Um, in the game, they have another what? They have another what coming along? Proctor, another kid oh, with Proctor. last name Proctor. Are, Pro- are Proctors and Chesney like Jeter's and Union or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people named Wright and Macby. You hear the name and you know that they're going to be athletic and a matchup nightmare. So they're going to be really good, is what you're telling me. Oh, you know, there's, there's, I said there's there's one thing you should know about Pro- about Proctors and Chesney. Right. They procreate and they are good. <laughs> they are athletic, no, no question. Um, some of the other highlights on the schedule: we got West Side at Somerville, South Sides at Woodmont, East Sides at Pickens, Easley at Daniel, Greenville at Wade Hampton. And I'm going to break a second and say I'm expecting big things out of Greenville. I think they're one of the best four-way teams in the state. I think they were last year; just had a little bit of hard well, luck. One game you ran over right there is Woodmont. They came out with a big win last week. They did. Really did. East side at Pickens, Greer is at Blue Ridge, Clint, uh, we did Clinton Lawrence, TR's at Southside Christian, BHP's at Powdersville, 
Moses. Yeah, back up for one second. Back up for one second. Okay. TR at Southside Christian? Yeah, Southside Christian's going to cut them. I think so, too. I don't think it's worth even considering that they're not. No, I don't either, but it's like we we talked a little bit earlier about teams playing up to the difference that makes. It ain't going to make a difference in that Uh, one. No, it's certainly not. It's certainly not. BHP at Powdersville. Powdersville's quarterback threw for nearly 400 last week. I'm anxious to see that. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that score actually shocked yeah, me a lot. it did me well. too, especially since Brim got shut out in the second yeah. half. It, incredible. Um, West Oaks at Carolina. Somebody will win that one. Statistically proven because we can't have a tie. Um, <laughs> Palmetto's at Seneca. You saw Seneca last week. They look pretty good got offensively. A, got a great running back. Yeah. Wren is at T.L. Hanna. We'll see if Wren's got some salve. I don't know whether they will. I don't know if T.L. Hanna's the one to be. Uh, so wait a minute. You know what? When, when, you're, when you're a 3A program and you schedule the both inhabitants of the 5A title game back-to-back to open the year, you're ambitious. You think some, You think somebody at Wren looked at that and went, wait what? No, I, I think Jeff Tate's just that crazy. I think he he wants to get better and he yeah. knows what it takes. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's and he and, and again. That's an ambitious schedule. But see, here's the thing: when you get when you got when you get a guy like Tate, and when you get to the stage of your career that he's at, when you've had the success that he's had, he is secure enough to schedule these games because yeah. he doesn't care. He, he said, "I want to play championship." He can no. It's not that, he, and I yeah. said that wrong. It's not that he doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think about being zero and two because yeah. he knows who he's zero and two against. If, well, that, he, if he loses, I mean, that, and that's what I mean. Yeah, he, he he's won a state championship. He knows how to get there. Yeah, and he knows that. These non-region games really right. don't matter. If he loses to Hannah and they fall to zero and two, he knows who he's zero and two against. Yeah. So I, I think nobody is going to have to play for a state championship. Uh, everything he does is cal- you, know, you know when getting waxed by Dutch Fork will play will pay off when you play Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and playing Hannah when you got another triple team coming in and you see that you yeah. you won't see one better than Hannah. Yeah. So I think that's where it's, where it's at for them. And, but I also think that part of that is. Coaches showing they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. Absolutely. This time last year, how many of them were saying, "Gosh, if we could just play, if we could just play a game, I'd play anybody." Right. Well, yep. okay, we'll play Dutch Fork. <laughs> right now they are. Right. Um, Dixie will be at Crescent, and St. Joseph's will be at Buford. That's another long ride. No kidding. And you want to talk about it? You can't get there from. Uh huh. No, you got to go somewhere here. else to get to Buford from St. Joe's. I think you have to. Yeah. And well, I think you also have to park your car and forward across the creek on a horse or something <laughs> at a certain point. Uh, uh, highway now. Time went, the last time I went to do West, there was a there was a dead boar in the road. St. Jo- St. Joseph's at Buford. Dixie's at Crescent. Oh, Dixie's at Crescent. That's an easy ride from due west to Iowa, brother. Oh, that. Oh, that. That's that's no problem. Right. So, I, mean, I mean, there's a few, there's a few unpaved uh, roads and a large ravine you have okay. to negotiate. But other than that, Travis, is Dixie the one where you ran across the hostage situation that was going on that time? That was in Williston. Okay, no, Williston. Out. Williston, out. Williston is where there was a hostage situation. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I, have, uh, I have some, I have some experiences on the road, boy. I tell you. you know what? That's going to be our uh, podcast that people are going to have to really shed money for. It's the stories from the road with the Piedmont Pickham Show. Crew. That's what we, we, we need to bust that out. I want to ask you one question because I saw something last week that was interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I, the, um, so I went to Great Falls beat Whitmire last week. Mm. Whitmire doesn't punt. All right. Under any circumstance. 
They faced fourth and six or seven from their own 24. It was a one-score game at the time, and they went for it. What do y'all think about that? Um, it, it's, video, it's video game mentality. I, I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like the guy that PC just hired. Yeah. That's his mentality of he's going for it wherever he's at. Well, we got to stop him anyway. Well, yeah. you could maybe stop him from further away. Yeah. Or stop him less. Well, I, now I will say this on, on somewhere like Widmark, you might only have a kid that can kick it 10 yards in a punt. That's true. So are you really gaining that much if you didn't just go ahead and go for it? Well, the, and the, the other thing, and they do a lot of stuff that keeps you on your toes. They quick kicked on third down. <laughs> So I guess they did technically punt once. Yeah. Um, they never they every time they kick off they attempt an onside kick. Wow. They, now not the the sky kick thing that I've seen a lot of teams start to go to now. Right. But they they actually attempt an onside kick every time they that, that ball's on the tee. Dang. That's and again, if you're them and you run the scrum. Think about it this way. If you're kicking off, it's either you're either starting a half or you just scored. Mm-hmm. If you just scored, given the kind of offense they run, you probably just kept the other team's defense on the field for at least five minutes and maybe longer than that. Yeah. If you get one of those, it's a backbreaker. True. And like you said, if you if you don't have a if you don't have much of a kicker to start with, if um Maybe you you just don't have athletes, and you're worried about you know busting up backing up a truck or, or something like that. Maybe that's not a bad idea. The punting thing, and again, it it, it 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 does put pressure on the other team to have to make a play. But in a lot of cases, it's like you said, Jed. I, I understand it, but I don't know that I I love it all the time. Hard and fast rule: we're never punting. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Give you set, making give you it a I, I like I like the aspect of keeping other teams on their toes and forcing them to make you okay. You got to make a stop here, right? But but a lot of times they're gonna. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. Hey, look, we forced your hand and you big fat did it. So I yeah. guess it's your ball at the thirteen. Have fun with it. <laughs> well, Travis, I call holiday. I call holiday. Right. Well, Travis, it's thundering over here, and I know you got to get off the phone because you can't can't have lightning run in on it. I can't have yeah, can't have lightning run. Don't yeah, don't take a shower. Right, don't nobody get in the shower. Get it's, off that telephone. It sounded like you were back, back backing up a box truck a minute ago. So I went. I, I was actually backing my car up. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't technology wonderful that I can sit here? I can sit here in the privacy of my own car and do a podcast. Technology is grand. Hmm. All right, well, that's it. That's uh, that's the entire slate for this week. We picked some. We didn't pick others. Um, nobody's really keeping track anyway. Who cares? Uh, perhaps we'll do this again soon. We're hoping to join you all every week. Um, until then, uh, you've been listening to the Piedmont Pick'em Show. And Travis, uh, you want to get us out of here? Get me out of here, Percy. But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I Told them you were living downtown
and crazy 